The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands Bust. That's right, Farlands Bust, the Guinness World Record <laughs> winning series about a guy walking to the Farlands in Minecraft and not remembering how he made his hidey hole. There we go, there it is. So let us exit the hidey hole as we were serenaded awake by the the soothing tones of sheep and uh, wolfy barking and clean out our inventory a little bit here as well as grabbing wolfy and that way's east we are traveling west in episode 505 505 http version not supported is the error code there everybody always makes a big deal about episode 404 page not found lest you forget about all the other HTTP errors one could get in their browser. Let's not forget about error 505. Uh, but uh, yeah, episode 505. It is Saturday. Saturday, September 12th, 2015. And we've raised $2,656.02. Up just a mere $5 since the last episode, I'm afraid. But that's alright, that's alright. The ebb and flow of of uh, donations for Child's Play charity. We are we are very familiar with this. It's kind of hoping the whole world record thing would shed some light on the situation a little bit better, and we'd have some some new donors and new viewers come in. But woo, hello. Speaking of new viewers, that guy's that guy's not gonna be around for long. You're not gonna be around to watch the entire episode, are you, there, Mister Burning Skeleton? Are you? But uh, yeah, childsplaycharity.org is where you can learn about Child's Play Charity, and farlandsorbust.com is where you can donate to Child's Play Charity. That will add to that donation goal, trying to raise $60,000 this season, season six, of Farlands Rust. So, indeed. I think we've very appropriately wrapped up all business there. <laughs> now, it's, now it's time for fun. Um... Wolfie? Oh, there he is. All right. Ah, uh, let's see here. Yeah, the the last episode, speaking of the last episode, talked a little bit about some some crazy sleep issues I was dealing with. Those always get good responses. It's one of these things that people everywhere, like, it's one of these common... common, uh... commonalities of, of, of life. But, like, nobody talks about, you know, nobody talks about these weird psychotic episodes they have when they're trying to sleep, if they're sick. Uh, the Alice in Wonderland syndrome, the the, the sleep paralysis, um, but everybody seems, or most most people, not everybody, but a lot of people seem to experience it. Yeah, I never even that was one thing that's weird about it. I never even like mentioned it to anybody when I was a kid because I thought people would think I was crazy. It's one of those things you can't really describe your own perception to other people if it's like a physical. Um, problem or, or illness or something like, oh, I broke my arm. People can see that your bone is sticking out of your skin. Okay, you broke your arm, but you can't really... I'm seeing things at a distance, and my perspective is all skewed when I'm trying to sleep if I'm I'm sick. Uh, that That's not going to go over well, I don't think so. There's a little bit of a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a little bit of a... 
uh, uh, reservations around those things, so it's it's nice now that now that we're all adults here, we can step back and mention these things and kind of <laughs> at least at least find some common common ground, some some common uh, experience amongst friends, amongst farlanders. Whoop! All right, all right. Now we're getting now we're getting on. Well, careful, Wolfie. Hey there. Woo. Oh, yep. Well, that was a a net loss. Ow! Oh, oh, there goes more of that. Those those diamond boots of episode 500ness. All right, have a seat, Wolfie, and I'm going to have to feed you one of these pork chops that we just got. Yep, Wolfie like that. So yeah, like I said, I got the same kind of response about sleep paralysis. People are like, oh, is that what that's called? That happens to me sometimes. It's frightening as heck. But, uh, yeah, alright, neat. Let's try to think of more things like that. No, I don't, I have no idea. Um, but, uh, yeah, continuing on here. Uh, not much in the news recently that I can really think of or touch on. Um, no, not really, I'm afraid. Uh, apparently... They're using my face for advertisements on newspapers in Germany or something. Uh, the Guinness World Record thing, because I got some notifications on Twitter and it was posted up on the Mindcrack Reddit that... Oh, Kurt's on the front page of my paper here that I picked up at the train station. Ah! Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> ooh. Excuse me. Gurgle. Um, so, uh, anyway, yeah, maybe, maybe I should have negotiated some sort of model release fee or something, but I don't know, that's... I don't think that's how they they work. Or maybe I'm just a terrible, terrible business person, uh, and I should probably hire somebody who knows what they're talking about. Uh, but then, uh, I, I would not have anything left over to uh, to give myself for salary, and and the whole system would crumble around us. But regardless, regardless, we do still have a bunch of questions. We did get a bunch of questions in from the, the surge of donations, thanks to the the world record uh, mention and and uh, whatnot, uh, so we can get right to that. This one from a frequent donor, longtime Farlander, Xavier Penguin, asks, "What are some things you've always wanted to try but have been too scared to?" Hmm. There are a lot of things I've wanted to try or wanted to do, but simply do not have the ability to, or like. Either the time or the money, you know, like travel to this place or um, start owning, you know, do do become a race car driver of my own race car that I would buy and fix up and build or whatever, you know, I it uh, those those things aren't really necessarily ooh, nice crater aren't necessarily things I'm not doing out of fear or trepidation, uh, but simple resources, both time and money and space uh, and knowledge even. <laughs> knowledge is a resource that I do not have for doing a lot of these things. Uh, but always wanted to, but are scared to. Ha. Huh. Um, hmm. This is a, this is a tough one. A, a tough little noodle. Uh, let's see here. This this noodle is, is, is not yet el dente. Um... Too scared to. Again, probably like 
getting a pilot's license or learning how to fly or even just f flying like a private plane or, or something like that. I'm that is both a resource, money, and time issue, but also a also a nerves issue. I don't feel like I'd be good at it. It's a very technical thing to become a pilot. Uh, you have to... It's mostly the radio. The, if I didn't have to talk to anybody on the radio, if I didn't need to get any clearance from the, the radar people or the, uh, you know, the air traffic controller, I'd be great. I'd be a great pilot. Uh, but the whole talking on the radio to people and all that very technical scripted speak, I feel like my, my lack of comprehension uh, would be a detriment there for that sort of stuff. And, and I feel like I would screw that up somehow. But otherwise, I'd really love to become a pilot or, you know, just as a hobby or, or something like that. But it, it's, the, it's the interaction with other humans, even over the radio, that would really, really threw me for a loop. Um, but yeah, that, I suppose that's kind, of, that's kind of one thing, sort of, kind of, maybe not a little bit. I don't know. Um, I mean, like, I want to get, like... People say, oh, I've always wanted a tattoo, but I'm too scared of the pain. No, I want to get tattoos, but I'm... I, I, they're expensive. <laughs> uh, and I also don't know what I would get right away. Um, at least for the first one. So that's another... I don't... Yeah, that's not really so much fear as it is money and indecision. Um, huh. I don't know, this is a weird one. I'm not too scared of many things. I am... I am the bravest of the brave. You cannot startle or frighten me. Um, yeah, I I honestly don't know. Make more vlogs on YouTube? That's something I'm scared of doing. That's kind of a personal social anxiety issue that uh, is a little bit problematic and uh, kind of prevents me from from realizing my full vlogger potential on YouTube, on the Kurt Indeed channel. Which I get I get messages all the time like, oh, those poor patrons who started this channel. Well, technically, we're not at that patron level anymore. <laughs> we we very briefly flirted with it. We're never quite over it. So I'm like, okay, I'll start the, the vlog channel, but now we're well below it. Which is fine. I'm not like trying to encourage people to go to Patreon. Uh, donate to Child's Play Charity. That is their, your number one priority right now. But, uh... Yeah, that's kind of that's just a little bit of a side project now. Uh, just like I started, dang it! I meant to. I wanted to take the boat through there. Just like I started this channel to try to get over my social, social, <laughs> social. Who's social? Uh, social anxieties and and shyness. Uh, the vlog was kind of a the vlog channel was kind of a next step for that, but it's still still a bit of a, a daunt. It, there's much daunt. <laughs> there, there is so much daunt related to that, but uh, yeah, hmm. I don't know. I can't really think of things about what I'd be scared to do. Eh. <laughs> what are you scared to do? Is this is this a, a question that the answer you you imagined? Because I'm really can't like oh I, like I I could go skydiving. I just really don't want to. <laughs> it's just it's not really a fright thing. It's just meh. Not, not I don't really want to go skydiving. Uh, speaking of things I'm scared of, I'm scared of getting shot off this by a, a skeleton that was over there. So let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awakeness. Whoa! Speaking of that skeleton, hey guy, why are you not burning? There you go. There you go. Good job. Good job. Keep up the good work. 
burning to your doom. What are these? I'm seeing two floating sand things over here, and they, they are intriguing to me. Yep, that is exactly what they are. Two floating sand pieces. Interesting. We have to go through them like a some sort of chicane, a race course. <laughs> this is this is bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I've seen this sort of thing before, maybe not two in a row. All right, let's go through the gate. Go through the gate. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> that's good. That's good stuff. That's that's a spicy meatball. Woo. Oh, hi Wolfie. Neat. All right. Well, that's weird. I mean, it has nothing to do with the far lands or whatever. It's just weird terrain glitches. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, thanks for anyway the the frequent, the very many frequent donations, Xavier Penguin, and questions. Always, always give me something to think about, even if I don't really come up with the best answers. I'm afraid. I'm sorry, but uh, but indeed, let's go to a question from George. What are your thoughts on deorbiting the International Space Station? A few years back, the plan was to deorbit in 2016, but now they are moving it to 2024 or even 2028. Uh, the U.S. pays $3 billion a year to maintain the station, uh, and it has cost over $100 billion overall. What do you think? What do you, when do you think it should be deorbited into the Pacific? No, I think it should be deorbited over Canada. Um, <laughs> Uh, I haven't been keeping up with that. I mean, obviously, I wish we could keep it up as long as possible in uh, perpetuity. Perpetuity? Per perpetually. And uh, that just comes down to funding. And NASA, as always, is in my very personal and, and correct opinion, <laughs> factual opinion, uh, way, way underfunded. Uh, and I would hope that they could get funded enough to maintain the, the low Earth orbit stuff, like the space station, uh, but also, you know, the, the deep space stuff, the space telescopes, the, the planetary exploration, the, the robotic exploration, uh, uh, Earth observation and, and climate change uh, observations and, and science. Uh, I wish they could have all these things and more, but uh, unfortunately, there are there are folks, folks who think otherwise or prefer to spend money elsewhere. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 really a matter of money at this point. I mean, there's also the matter of yes, these you know certain certain parts and modules uh, get wear and tear as you know. The years go on, uh, so there is also both maintenance and safety issues. Uh, it is indeed the single. Oh, okay, my W key wasn't working there for a second. The that's the, that's not good for the Varlands of Bus Journey. It is the the single most expensive object, man-made object ever, uh, which is cool. It's in the world records book, just like old Kaché Mac, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, I you know I'm I'm glad it continues to be extended. Uh, there is you know it, it, there there is some some questionable again doing dealing with budgets and and bureaucracies and whatnot. There's some questionable uh, whether or not it is worth it. Uh, not necessarily monetarily. You really you can't put a price on like science and stuff or or economic values on science. Uh, but uh, you know, is it? Are we getting out of it? 
all that we could? Are we studying the right things? Uh, I think probably the biggest benefit of the space station is is testing human extended human space flight for for future trips to say Mars. Um, one could argue that maybe we should have instead put funding towards building a base on the moon to study and and test out long term uh, space exploration, human space exploration. Uh, which is is also again, if NASA had all the funding, they could do both things. Maybe they could have a space station around the moon, uh, which would be cool. But uh, but yeah, I don't. I I know eventually it will have to be deorbited, uh, simply due to like I said, the maintenance and the wear and tear uh, of certain certain elements. I mean, things as simple as as wiring and electronics. Uh, you know radiator panels and things there's only you know there there are continual maintenance tasks aboard the space station both inside and outside spacewalks keep have to keep happening to replace this part or, or this hydrazine pump or, or, or not hydrazine uh what do they use for the uh the radiators uh it's also a very dangerous thing um but uh but yeah, thing, things are, are often breaking and needing fixing, and it will eventually have to be deorbited. I mean, they're even... I've, I, the last I heard, they were thinking of uh, the Bigelow space um, has a, a an inflatable module, which was actually already... It was like NASA technology that was supposed to go on the International Space Station, but it was, it was scrapped and, and sold. Uh, the technology was sold. Uh, after the uh, Columbia space shuttle disaster, that was things were were much reduced after that for the space station. Uh, I know they're they're going back and thinking of having Bigelow put up a a module to the space station that is one of their inflatable modules. That is, it's a pressurized modules, but instead of the hard aluminum sides that all the current modules have, it's actually like an inflatable, so you get a lot more volume out of a lot less weight and the simple air pressure on the inside maintains maintains habitable uh, space which would be uh, kind of cool and again another potential resource that you could then use in, in some sort of long-term spaceflight habitat I don't know uh, so yeah anyway I'm, I'm, I'm keeping tabs with it I, I'll, I'll check every once again there's right right now there's actually a uh, it, it's crowded up on the space station there are nine astronauts up on the space station there was a uh, a recent Soyuz launch that brought up three more atop with the six that are already there. Uh, two of those are just going to stay there for a week, uh, and then uh, they'll swap crew with one of them uh, and, and head back home. So that's kind of a rare thing that hasn't happened since the space shuttle has been in service. Uh, it's normally simply been six astronauts, cosmonauts, ooh, uh, that have been that's a staircase that somebody dug uh <laughs> that have been on the station two two crews two three person uh expedition crews uh, but now there's there's nine right now uh which i think i think i actually think they're departing today or well yesterday when i'm recording this whoa <laughs> yesterday when i'm recording this wibbly wobbly timey wimey um <laughs> So, yeah, well, I, you know, it's neat. It's interesting. Uh, I certainly, you know, one of the things that would get you excited about it is uh, try to find out when or if the International Space Station is flying over your house or, you know, where you live or wherever you're at. Uh, you can see it. <laughs> you can see it indeed. It is a bright thing that zooms overhead. 
Uh, it appears to be moving slowly, simply because it's 300 miles or whatever in, in, in space, uh, but it goes overhead silently as, as a single point of light. It's very cool. I've even had a chance to... Uh, I had my telescope set up, was about to do some observing that night, and, and the space station went overhead, and I'm like, ah, the space station! I quickly turn around and try to find it in my finder, and then look through the telescope, and lo and behold, you can see the whole structure, the, the four solar panel arrays, uh, the main kind of all the modules on the inside that was that was really cool That was probably one of the cooler things that I've seen through my telescope uh, rather just fortuitously uh, And there's videos like people set up their telescopes and take videos of such uh, flybys and And also there's some what's his name Terry Legault some French guy has some very expensive telescopic equipment and he takes pictures of like the International Space Station transiting uh, the Sun or the Moon or during an eclipse or uh, certain other uh, events that are really cool and he even had some pictures of like the space shuttles uh, as they were docking uh, he got pictures of them flying overhead and like I said he has really really nice equipment but he also you know he'll like get up and well you can only see the space station traveling in front of the eclipse from this country in Africa, so he'll get up and travel to that one specific coordinate that he calculated that he could, he would be able to, to set up this arrangement uh, and gets that picture. So I think this is his name, Terry Legault? Le it's some French name or something. I think he's French. I hope he's French. Or else I've been misinformed. Uh, but yeah, that's cool stuff like that. Uh, and there's people up there, for frick's sake. There's people. Human beings <laughs> are up there in space, floating around. It's craziness. We live in the future. Um, so yeah, thanks George for that question and and topic. Woof, Ya Weasel, another very frequent donor. Ya Weasel has asked, "What is your f favorite species or genus of animal?" I should have I should have asked this along with the furry question in the last episode. Uh, in terms of inquiry and curiosity rather than affection. Ah, so not so much a turtle for for personal uh, relation, but for for scientific inquiry. Hmm. I'll have to think about this one really quick. I should probably think of these answers before I start recording. But that would mean I'm a professional, and I am not. <laughs> that is the last thing that I am. So let's go to sleep, think on this question, and I'll be right back with you with an answer, hopefully. No pressure. And awakeness. Speaking of transits, there's a cloud transiting in front of the sun. Right, Wolfie? All right, uh, just looking at me puzzled. Um, well, hmm, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, the kind of default, very sciencey answer would be the tardigrades. Those little, um, very tiny. What are they? There's like a very. They're called like water bears or something. I, I forgot what they're they're called, but they're these very robust little microscopic animals. That have like eight legs, and they're not like single cell organisms. They're like full on fledged. I think they're in the animal kingdom. I think anyway, um, but they like can survive forever. <laughs> Almost, they're like invincible. Like they can survive in the vacuum of space. Uh, it's kind of one of the the going examples of 
how robust and capable life is and that perhaps life does exist say on on in places like Titan or or under the the, the ice sheet of Europa uh, or perhaps gives uh, credence to the the theory that the the seeds of the seeds of life were planted on earth careful wolfie via a an asteroid from an impact from Mars from an ancient Mars uh, like like an asteroid, a very large asteroid or comet hits Mars. Mars has has microscopic life on it because it had oceans and, and whatnot. Spews forth uh, a bunch of debris debris uh, that goes out into space, and, and some of that debris happens to fall on a, a a prehistoric Earth, and and on board those pieces of debris are animals or even amoebas or, or some sort of life form such as the tardigrade who can survive uh, goes into kind of a a deep hibernation uh, out in the the frozen vacuum of space but then thaws out and then survives and wakes up here on earth and then that's the seed to, to life that's a that's a theory that's a it's a tough to prove theory but it's a theory uh, which is like I said it's kind of supported by the fact that such such animals and organisms do exist and and have been tested to be able to survive such conditions so yeah I, I suppose as, as far as like science is concerned those sort of organisms I, I'm personally very interested and just very confused by viruses I mentioned this before like a virus a virus isn't it's not like a bacteria or anything like that uh, a virus isn't like it, it's it skirts the the border between what's a living organism and, and what isn't because it's it's really kind of just a an unfortunate arrangement of proteins that happen to 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 mix up with your body's proteins in in the wrong way like the puzzle piece goes together but it's not the right it's not from the same puzzle <laughs> so it, you know that's why like a flu virus or, or even you know more deadly viruses uh, are just they're just these things floating around, <laughs> existing for no reason than other to 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 mess your stuff up, <laughs> and uh, like that's just really whoa. Careful, Wolfie. Speaking of organisms messing me up, Wolfie. Um, that that's just interesting to me, and, and yeah, there is kind of argument either way as as to whether or not these are are, are living organisms or not. Um, so that 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 sort of stuff is interesting to me, but. But anyway, but anyway, uh, yeah, that, that was a different question. I'm, I'm so glad you guys are so original, <laughs> and and you give me ideas on things to talk about here. 505 episodes into the series, because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're gonna run out of original questions eventually. Um, indeed. Uh, let's see. Oh, speaking of things we're afraid to do and haven't done yet, Herman asks, "Have you ever donated blood?" Or have you signed up to be an organ donor, etc.? Uh, no, I've never donated blood. I don't know why. Uh, I'm a little bit queasy around needles and stuff. Like, I'm alright with the pain. The little pinch is like, ah, eh, whatever. But I don't like seeing the needle go in and the blood come out. <laughs> That's a little bit to me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why I haven't. Um, I know I know some people who's, like, at their work or whatever, they have the blood drive or the the blood bus the blood bus the bl 
ooh, that sounds like a trip I want to take. Uh, come by and like, oh, for work you can if you want to, to donate blood or whatever. Uh, uh, do that. But I've never worked in such a place or anything like that. So, uh, no, I've never donated blood. I could. I probably should, too. I don't even know off the top of my head what blood type I am, to be honest with you. Uh, are you a organ donor? Yes, I'm signed up on, on the old license, driver's license, to be an organ donor. Uh, I also... Yeah, why not? Uh, I, I'm also... I, I haven't, like, done anything. I'm, I'm quite young still, but uh, it's kind of a, a thing in my family... Some of my family uh, that um, instead of, you know, say, of, of natural causes, of old age... Um, what when when one passes, uh, instead of doing the full funeral and and, and casket and getting buried thing, uh, donating your body to science, science, um, instead is kind of an interesting thing that's been kind of I don't know where or how it started, but uh, kind of been happening in in my family. Uh, it's kind of a weird topic to be talking about. I'm not going to get into specifics, obviously, as to who or what or whatever, but uh, uh, you know, that feels like something I could do as well. It's similar along the same lines as, obviously, I'm young right now, so I would donate my, my organs uh, to hopefully help other people, but in advanced age, when that's not really a feasible thing, when when you pass, I'd be like, yeah, I could, sure donate to science or whatever, just make sure it doesn't go to some sort of cosmetic school or anything like that, make sure it goes to science, uh, you know, for, you know, certain, I don't know if any of you are working in hospitals or, or nurses or doctors or things, there's often, in the classes you take, don't you have to do the whole cadaver studies, which I would never be able to do, but like that sort of stuff to donate for that, and then obviously once... Science. Once science is done with you, you, you get cremated or whatever. But uh, that's something I'll probably eventually sign on the dotted line for. Sign me up. Um, just seems a little bit better <laughs> than taking up space <laughs> in the ground when you really have no need for it. Uh, my my personal opinion there. Whatever you believe is fine by me. But uh, but yeah, that that's that's something that just kind of popped in my head right now when we we're talking about this. All right. Very exciting and uplifting topics here on Farlancer Bust. Perhaps we should switch gears. Let's talk about a question here from LG Kava. Or Kava. Kava. I don't know. One of those pronunciations. Uh, regarding co-op games. This is going back a few episodes. I mentioned co-op games. Uh, you and Beef should do a Portal 2 co-op. It would be interesting and funny. It would be interesting and funny. A lot of people... More so than, than pairing me up with beef, but say I should do some sort of Portal 2 co-op with somebody, because I've not played that co-op. I watched some some co-ops, and I've watched some Let's Plays of Portal and Portal 2. Uh, have I played Portal 2? No, I have. I know I haven't on my channel, but I'm trying to think if I have just outside of that. No, I don't think I have. I have it, but I've not played it. Um... So yeah, a lot of those, a lot of the puzzles and whatnot will will have already been spoiled for me, and, and perhaps it's been long enough for I'll forget. But I'm sure I'll be like, oh, I remember this. This is how you do this because I watched uh, these two people play or whatever. Um, and I recently saw um, Anasia, another YouTuber, was was live streaming Portal Two. Uh, so it's not like it's an old game, but it's still I think is a kind of a popular YouTube YouTube game. And uh, I think yeah, I don't know, maybe. Maybe if if not beef, then then maybe maybe somebody else. 
Um, constantly, constantly on the lookout for, for co-op things or, or Minecraft adventure maps. I had a good time, obviously, playing with Dr. Brian Logan 111. The Wayward Wonders was, was an interesting and, and a different map, and we always try to be a little bit, a little bit different. Try to do something a little bit different than everybody else. Not your normal ultra hardcore CTM map or anything like that. Do do something a little bit different. So I'm always looking for stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's 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 a good suggestion. That's a good suggestion. Uh, and perhaps I'll I'll take you up on it, and or perhaps we'll find somebody else, or perhaps we'll find another game. Who knows? Only time will tell. Only time will tell what sort of videos will come out on old Kerchamax channel. Even I don't know. <laughs> Which is why I'm simply playing the same games over and over and over again. Oh man. Oh jeez. Uh, but the sun is setting here. That's a, a wide variety of topics today. I do appreciate everybody contributing to those through ooh, through donations to Child's Play Charity at farlandsbus.com. As I say, I do declare you can, uh, in the comment box, there's a comment box when you donate. You can leave a question or you can just leave a message. Quite, I get quite a few just simple simple messages from, from people uh, saying thanks and, and good job and, and I enjoy your stuff. That's, that's always welcome as well. Uh, or you could you can ask a question and uh, I will I will try to answer it. <laughs> um, certainly some of them I will I will choose not to, um, or I will choose to simply because it's a weird question, like the whole furry thing. But uh, I don't know why I just did that. But uh, yeah, e- either way the, the, we get to donate to Child's Play charity is the main goal there. Ooh, look at that tree. Let us make our hidey hole under the tree, which is a little bit dangerous because there's a lot of shadows here. Have a seat there, Wolfie. Thank you. Uh, actually, I'm going to need you to scooch a little bit that way. Thank you as well. All right, so digging in for the night. Whoops. Digging in for the night indeed. Uh, let's dig down here. Making our standard... Woof, yeah, I know. Three by three hidey hole here. Three by three by three. Luxury, luxury, uh... Nine square meter apartment. <laughs> oh, man, I had to do the math in my head really quick to make sure I was right there. Um, there we go. Let's plunk down the workbench. Make some... Now we got way too much wolfy food. Oh, God, I almost made half slabs. Not, I mean, I kind of overreacted there. That really wouldn't have been an oh, God situation, but... There we go. And I already have some boats. So I think we're all set for next week when we continue with Farlands of Bust. Woof, Wolfie's excited. Oh, dang it. Thank you so much for, for watching episode 505, anyway, of Farlands of Bust. Like I said, keep donating, farlandsbust.com. Click that like button, that always helps me out. And uh, yeah, look forward to new games, co ops, single player stuff, indie games, racing games. Live streams, Twitch Tuesday keeps happening, so I do appreciate it. Having fun here on the YouTube train. Let's uh, let's let's stay on through the next stop at least. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm making train analogies. Give me a break. I can't remember the last time I, I rode a train. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. <laughs> Thank you.
Uh, <clears throat> ooh. Excuse me. 